Hello, creeps. I'll be your ghost. I mean host. As we delve the crypts of spooky movies and even spookier theory. Welcome to Horror Vanguard. As ever, would you mind just just laying it out? Uh, letting the rubber hit the road. What is <laughs> what is Titan about? Oh, rubber. There's there's another really good in the evil ah, car compendium. Yes. <laughs> oh my, we we have fun here, don't we? I like to I like to think of us as a family with an open door policy and not a a podcasting mine. <laughs> We are not natural beings. The natural only exists as a marketing ploy created to reshape and rein in our relationship to the real. Ants farm. Beavers run geoengineering projects. Life reshapes its frameworks. Humans have merely accelerated the process. Dubbed as a one-man environmental disaster, Dr. Thomas Midgley Jr. invented leaded gasoline, chlorofluorocarbons, and freon. Environmental historian J.R. McNeil wrote of Midgley after his death that he had, quote, more impact on the atmosphere than any single organism in Earth's history, close quotes. Midgley isn't a singular anomaly, but the focal point of a societal process that interweaves technology that damns us with the very shape of our identities. We are no longer just persons, but now a machine process. We eat food ground by industrial mills, drink water pumped through copper arteries, and traverse this world on the backs of burning oil steeds. The grease and smoke of this world is as natural an exhaust as our very breath. Or at least it has become this way. We have collectively managed to birth painful technologies. Man-made horrors beyond our comprehension coo their first utterances at the behest of profiteers, and those who have been conned by these social engines prep a safe haven in digital realms or daydreams of Martian soil. What they forgot, where they fail, is that these machines are in our hearts. Our blood is full of microplastics, our diets laced with benzene. We choke and cough on the sores of a clean woodland air. Where the emissaries of this machine order set foot, they exhale generations of choking fog. However, this is not crying doom in the town square. We all know this is ending, but we struggle to see where else it could go. Titan finds clarity and obfuscation, and the blur and noise of hypercomplexity it finds a direct path out. We give birth to these machines. They are our wayward children. Like Dr. Frankenstein, we can try and cast them upon the sharp rocks, but that only saves our guilt. Titan's Vincent shows us the true horror of bravery. We must cradle this machine world in our arms, remembering that we are here and always will be. Join us as we discuss Julia de Cornau's Titan. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let's talk about people are machines. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think this is the, what you're pointing out is the distinction between reality and the the kind of trauma of the of the Lacanian real, um, and I actually think 
do, doing this a la Zizek is, is, not the, is not the worst way to go, actually. I think it makes the film kind of resolve in, in many ways. Because you're right, huge amounts of this is very mundane. It's very mundane and very ordinary and narratively not hugely complicated. Then yeah. there are aspects to it which are uh, symbol symbolically very loaded and very uh, some people it, and some people go well this doesn't this this bit makes sense but suddenly this bit doesn't make sense and it's because realism depends upon obscuring the, the its kind of symbolic register and presents it to itself to us in a very unmediated way as oh, this is just how the world is. And actually, what's what's incredible about this film and uh, uh, a lot of, like, Cronenberg stuff, which is what this reminds me of, um, and I mean that in, in the highest praise possible, <laughs> is it understands the symbolic register of realism or being realistic as a way of navigating the trauma of the capital R, real. So... Uh, I I couldn't I couldn't agree more. It, I think in many ways it's it's entirely realistic, but it's it's realistic in a way that does not uh, obfuscate or conceal the real's symbolic register, the realism's symbolic register rather, um, because it forces you to confront the essential constructedness uh, of what we take to be just realistic storytelling. We hope you've enjoyed the Dread Discourse. Until next week, stay spooky.